everyone, and welcome back to Once Upon a Timing, your podcast all about snails, nags, and the truth we all accept and know. Graham is hot. I'm Beth Elderkin. I'm joined as always by the lovely Abby. Abby, how are you doing? Amazing. This book should come with more pictures. Yes, Graham is hot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just going to pull up photos of, oh no, the actor's name. I lost it. Um... Oh, Jamie Dornan. Thank you. Uh, just fluttered out of my head like a little butterfly. Uh, yeah, just pull up. We'll just pull up pictures of him and then of Ruby as well. Yes. Um, because, yeah, these chapters were very, had a lot more of the side characters. Mm-hmm. Also, a lot of hand waving through large conversations. Hand waving through large conversations and just a lot of hand waving through major, like, plot points. Yeah. I feel like we really trucked through. Some pretty serious stuff this week. We did, but we also like spent way too much time on other things. Like it was very imbalanced. Everybody, we are talking about chapters three and four of Reawakened, a Once Upon a Time tale released in 2013 by Odette Bean, a woman who, as we said in the previous video, we don't think exists, probably a pseudonym for another author. So Odette, if you're out there, or if you are Odette in disguise. Or if you know let Odette, us know. you were like yeah. in her wedding or something, just like, let me know. If I, I you just, I, know Odette. You, got him, got him. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, the chapters are uh, Snowfalls and the Price of Gold, continuing the pattern of every episode uh, pertaining to a different, every, each chapter pertaining to a different episode of Once Upon a Time, season one. So in these two chapters, we get the stories of Snow meeting Charming, paralleled with Mary Margaret reading to David and Emma moving in. Very one-to-one with a few little changes. And then chapter four, Price of Gold, for some reason, they decided to not do any of the backstory. But And they didn't even explain the fact that a backstory exists. All that we get is Henry being like, oh, is she pregnant? And Emma goes, Which yeah. It's so <laughs> strange because, like, it's Cinderella. We never... It- we never mention that it's Cinderella. We just kind of get a, yeah, she's got a stepmom and like evil stepsisters. We never invoke the name. I don't think. No. No. But also, yeah, there we don't do any backstory, which is like, at this point, we're only getting backstory as through the POV of Emma or Mary Margaret slash Snow. So there's no way to tell the Cinderella story without somehow involving one of them so they just don't and it's weird it is weird because i don't mind them sticking to just these two povs i don't mind that no that said if you're going to stick with the two povs you expand them maybe add things that weren't in the original show and you let some things go like We didn't need the Emma Ashley gold situation. You could have replaced that with something else. Make something something that isn't human trafficking. That isn't human trafficking with no fairy tale context. Now, granted, it's bad in every way in fairy tale land. (laughs) 
And in the modern world, it's bad and illegal. And all there's we've we talked about this before. But, uh, just presenting it as a modern story without providing the fairy tale understanding of why it's happening, like why this has been written into their lives. But also not putting in Emma's like weird, like Emma just fully says at one point, you sold the baby to him and never has like an internal thought of that's weird. Like we don't say adopted or given or anything. We said the word sold was used. Icky, icky weird. Yeah. And I don't care if somebody says they have a contract for a baby it's your like as Emma puts out points out it's your it's your fetus it's your baby you have the choice up until the baby is born yes I believe this is my limited understanding of those situations but I do believe that in those situations you the mother still has rights up until that moment which is a very devastating thing for surrogates or adopting parents things like that and that's understandable but it's also not haha you so i sold the baby of a 19 year old girl to the weird slumlord that runs a pawn shop everything about that top to bottom super weird yes i will add one clarifying note though there when it comes to uh gestational surrogates where the embryo was created and then put into a surrogate uh when you there there are yes. legal documents where yes. the the even even in utero like the baby is 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 the parents correct biological child yes. that said the surrogate has rights in terms of decisions to make with their body as they should anyway let's not get too deep in the weeds about that because sorry I now i'm just real. thinking about the movie the movie baby mama which i don't know if you ever watched <laughs> It, or, that or movie made me made me mad. Movie I watched is, it once. It made me angry. That movie is so problematic on so many levels. And it could have been great. Yep. It's a it's a good premise. But then Oh my god. We're not no. <laughs> oh, sorry. I I just Beth Beth We're, just we're gonna went, we're like, gonna sag it's sag. We can't talk about it. Sag. Yeah, you know, it's, it's not true. just we because can't. it makes my brain boil, it's because of sag. <laughs> Well, in chapter three, Snow Falls, we have the two uh, dueling storylines of Mary Margaret reading, you know, getting to know Emma. We we hear a bit of her insecurity. She wishes she was the bandit that she read about in the stories and all this stuff. And also, you know, inviting Emma to move in with her. And then on the other hand, we have the past story, which Snow and which Mary Margaret ends up reading to John Doe about, uh, I've got a little kitten down here. Oh, Yay, she's hello, so cute. Kitten. Yeah, she's, she's clawing at me a bit. Uh, sorry, I lost my train of thought. Uh, we have got Snow and Prince Charming meeting and doing the whole thing with the trolls. So what were your thoughts on this chapter? I liked this chapter because I've always liked... First of all, I've always liked the Snow and Charming, how they have a sort of, like, kindred spirit, you know, unexpected. Like, both of them are unexpected to each other. So, Mm -hmm. I've always liked that. 
the troll bridge scene is funny in the way that it's explained here. And it's kind of like, cause you know, they're going to go, they, uh, snow reveals that she's got her, like her, her fairy dust that she's going to use. And then she, she uses it on the trolls. They change the insects that the trolls turn into from cockroaches to snails. I don't know why it bothers me, but the idea of crushing a snail's shell upsets me so much. I'm like, no, it's their little house. <laughs> no, they're just trying to get I don't know. Anyway. It's a weird it's a weird choice. Like, it's a small like they there's so much stuff that, that the writer keeps consistent with the show. And then there's just these little things that get changed that are just strange. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Enchanted Forest and a fairy tale land. The one that really bothers me though is when she and Charming are walking to the trolls and they have they take a break and they have this conversation about, you know, Charming wants to know why why she has the fairy dust, like why what she wants to do with it. She wants to squat, you know, turn the queen. She wants to, you know, Fight the queen. Woo! I've got a cat crawling up my chair. Oh. Yeah, kitten, kitten watch. Twenty twenty three. She has to be a part of this. She does. She has to She's be. She's like, of the I'm podcast. new to the house. I don't know what's going on, but I'm part of this podcast now. <laughs> Sorry, I, I may. I should have announced earlier. We have adopted a kitten. Her name is Kira, named after the character in Star Trek: Deep Space Nine. She is adorable. She's three months old, and she's on my shoulder right now, like a parrot. She looks like she's going for the oh, headphones. And- yep, there she goes. Oh, no. There she oh, goes. No, she's scratching at me. Oh, good Lord. Oh, no. I can't. And her paw just went. Just like, and murder. <laughs> so the part that really bothered me is there's a very important scene- moment in this scene that informs the rest of the series where Charming asks her, why does the queen hate you? In the show, she says, the queen thinks I ruined her life. And then Charming asks, well, did you? And then she says, yes. In the book version, she says, quote, she hates herself and so she hates everyone else too, especially me, apparently. I've done nothing to her. It's just a, uh, she's uh. just kind of a bitch. (laughs) What a weird choice. I didn't know about this one. It was so, like, you can change a lot of stuff. Don't change that core part of Snow's character and her relationship with Regina. Like, grow it. Expand it. Don't make it, don't just wash it away and make it some typical good versus evil situation. Yeah, unless we're getting, like, coming up and there's going to be an extra part where Snow realizes what she's done or, like... Regina tells her and it shit dawns on her like we're just too early in the timeline. I don't know, but it is weird because it makes Snow seem more flippant and less understanding as to why she's doing what she's doing. But it also just it, the limited points of uh, the limited POVs are really making it hard for Regina or Gold to have any sympathy points. Not that mm-hmm. they deserve them at this point in the stories, but you're still just like, why? Like, we're not going to get any. Like, if we just stick to these POVs, we're not getting any of the Bell stuff. 
It's just going to be like, there she is. Ta-da. She's love. <laughs> and I guess, and she's a beauty and he's a beast. And Henry closes the book and we never talk about it again. <laughs> Taylor's oldest time. <laughs> Yeah, so this was the the thing that really... And I guess the other option that they could do is that Snow just isn't telling him that she's keeping it a secret, uh, which was the first what, what caused the problem in the first place. Snow couldn't keep a secret. Maybe she's learned her lesson. She's learning to be better about it. But if that were the case, we're in her POV. We would have an indication that she was hiding something from him. I feel like the writer would make that clear in some capacity. I, I find it interesting because it's hard to hide the story when you've got, when you're in someone's head and they dance around it a lot with Emma where they just like throw a bunch of dialogue at the scene and then Emma just reacts to that and then thinks nothing for a page and a half because if she would think things, it would give everything away. <laughs> Every single thing in the universe um instead we just get her weird problematic thoughts and this is the same thing with snow if we knew what snow was thinking be like snow you know you know snow you know what why does uh why does why does the evil queen hate you you know snow couldn't tell this dashing handsome man that she thought was super cute and pretty uh that she ruined this woman's life or that you know she whatever you can't do that so she's just gonna like just charge ahead no thoughts no thoughts only trolls let's go it's just a I feel like it's a disservice to the character and it just throws a big wrench in the reveal we're going to get later in this, presumably in this very book, because this it's a season one story about the history of Snow and the Queen. So now I don't know how they're going to do it. I don't know so, how they're going to, are they going to have the same thing? Are they changing it? It's, it's Odette us, just going wild. Keeping us all on our toes. At the end of this, Emma becomes the dark one, kills everyone. The end. <laughs> So a couple other little things. There's a couple of little funny notes I just wanted to make because there's not like too much to explore here, but a couple like little funny like phrasing things. Woo! Cat on the keyboard. <laughs> it's a kitten madness I day, didn't guys. see that cat appear, but that cat was so close to the camera. It was just like, <laughs> see you later. <laughs> I love kittens so much. They are... Just tiny little destruction machines. I love them. <laughs> They're little baby chaos monsters. So two things. One, the fact that the troll, like, she described the trolls as like spiders, but uglier. <laughs> when I, they climb the, when they climb the bridge. I, that nightmare fuel. If, if you describe to me, you're like, oh, what do the trolls look like? Well, they look like spiders when they climb. Okay. So they're all Toby Maguire. <laughs> No, but uglier. But ugly. Oh, oh, Toby Maguire. Oh, uglier than spiders. Uglier than. Oh, well, it's easier to be uh, uglier than Andrew Garfield and Tom Holland. So I guess they're very mid. These trolls are mid. <laughs> the other one for me was when Charming is like telling Snow that he needs the ring for his wedding, and then Snow's response is, "Oh, of course." said Snow White, rolling her eyes. That nag in the carriage. Dude. She, okay, Snow, not a girl's girl in this. No. <laughs> because she also describes her, like, when she sees her, like, when she's robbing the carriage. She's, she, 
just such pick me girl energy, which is just like, oh, well, he went to look at the log. Obviously, what an easy mark. And then I open it up and there's a there's a woman in there and she's too busy to whirling her hair. It's like, okay, why are we taking shots at the people you're robbing? Why? What's happening? Also, the, she calls her a nag, but Snow only sees her like twirling her hair and like dozing off. She's not talking. So why does she call her a nag? That's a, we know she's a nag in the Enchanted Forest because we've seen that episode. The book hasn't seen that episode. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe Snow's, uh, there's going to be a hidden chapter in here about how Snow's been one heck of a stalker. She's just been like (laughs) creeping around and being like, what? She doesn't, she's doing that full Taylor Swift song where it's like, she doesn't know you like I do. Why would you know me? We've only met once. Yes. Just the once. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Never any other times. While you sleep. (laughs) (laughs) And the final one I want to point out, because it just made me laugh so much, is when the when the troll, when he's looking at Charming and, like, appraising him, says, look at that well-fed posterior. The troll just compliments Charming's ass. I like that it's supposed to be like, oh, look, he's really, really well-fed, but otherwise he's just like, wow, look at that guy over there. He is thick as hell. Look at those cakes. Look at those Yummy. Cakes. Wait, hey, you, sir, what are you doing out here all caked up on a Thursday afternoon? <laughs> How'd you get all that into them jeans, girl? What are you doing? <laughs> oh, oh, the trolls just start, just just burst into apple bottom jeans, boots with the fur. <laughs> they just start dancing, and then yeah. like, what's going on? Oh, it's actually a musical episode. It's not actually translating into the the, the book very well. But no. I also wish Charming would have been like, "Thank you," but it was also 2013 before before it was okay to have a a thick butt. So, yeah, it's good. It's always been good to have a thick butt. It's good to have whatever butt you got, whatever butt you want. I mean, we were still shaking off our early 2000s Kate Moss tragedy body thoughts. We were targets of a malicious evil in the form of Thin is in. Oh, and they're Awful. trying to bring it back, and no, I'm angry. You can't like, do it. If you're if you're skinny, if you're thin, more power to you. But that doesn't need to be the rule for everybody. And I I hate when people try to do that. No. Also, just because it's just like they're like, yeah, let's bring. Listen, I will be dead. You over my dead body will we bring back low rise jeans? Listen, <laughs> listen. You can't yeah. do it. I finally, I finally got on to the, to the, the high waisted pants situation because, okay, this is just completely off topic, but like I rejected my mother's love for the eighties for so long. She's like, eighties are coming back. I'm like, never, they'll never come back. How dare you say that? And then the eighties legitimately came back for a while and I mm-hmm. fully rejected it. Cause I was like, no, I can't tell my mom that I like any of this, but now <laughs> the stuff that she was into at that age is coming back for me when I was that age and all the millennial stuff. And I'm finding myself having a hard time reckoning with it. Like she was excited that the eighties came back. The early two thousands are coming back and I'm scared to death for everyone. We shouldn't be layering our camis like this. It's a sickness. 
I mean, when the 90s came back, I was legit excited. And I'm still happy that some of the 90s fashions are still in, like, especially early mid 90s. Clueless, Babysitter's Club, like, oh, yeah. Clarissa explains big it colors. all. We love the big colors, the flowing. We love this. The thigh high, knee, the thigh high socks with the skirt. I love it. 2000s fashion is is a crime against humanity and I feel bad that it's back. Like I feel bad for today's teenagers. We survived it and we don't want you to go through it. Save yourselves from the sequins. Save yourselves from the se- from the from the ruche from the little shoulder shrug over a tank top from from that tiny shirt that you buy that always was about like four inches by four inches, but when you put it over your body, it got bigger. Do you remember that shirt? Yeah, the ruched thing. Yeah. yeah. Like it was like the shirt looked like a little Barbie shirt, but like it fully fit a, an adult human being. And it was the most, un- it was the Adidas sandal of a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> like we all were just like, yes, I love this. And it's like, I'm so itchy all the time. <laughs> my ass, my, 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 my decorative thong. I had a pair, I had a thong, we've fully lost the thread here, but I had a thong that had little bows just on the back because they were designed to be seen, well, it was just mostly just like, hey, when this person leans forward because their low-rise jeans barely meets their ass crack, they're going to see these underpants. They should be cute. I was 15 years old. (laughs) Not okay. Anyway. Anyway. Just... If you are if you are of the Gen Z or Alpha variety, save yourselves. Learn from our mistakes. There's some cool stuff. We're warning you. We we just it's it just we're trying we're trying so bad, but you know what? They have to learn. They have no. to learn. Yeah. So anyway, let's anyway. talk about let's talk about Mary Margaret's um, hospital recovery of John Doe. Yes. Take it away. This whole plot got set up so strangely. Because Henry's just like, first of all, not to completely lose the thread again, but Emma's whole relationship with Henry in these chapters freaks me out. Because <laughs> she's just so like, weird. I went and picked him up. And I, I think the talent went down in the episode, but I think reading it on paper and hearing her be like, oh, don't worry, I got him back on this time. Like, it seems weirder. It's just like, yeah. he's young. He shouldn't be randomly out. But I also think it is like a a TV trope thing that these children are like children are left much more unattended than they used to be mm-hmm. or than they know that then that they normally are um, to just wander. Cause like I was a latchkey kid, man. I came home. I, w- I was home by myself. I would start dinner. I would do dishes and stuff. And I would just like hang out at the house until everyone came home. I didn't leave the house. I didn't go anywhere. Didn't live anywhere in which you could do anything, but I don't think that that was how it worked. You went home and you stayed home. You yeah. Just, I also was kind of, as I learned today when I was explaining to my husband the things I used to do as a teenager, and he looked at me with the very bullying eyes of his, where he's just like, wow, you were a super nerd. I'm like, I was good. I never did anything bad as a teenager. Big <laughs> theater kid energy. And it was just one of those, yeah, no, I just never, I didn't, that's not how I rolled. And so it was a, I don't, I don't think I would have been allowed to wander around with a strange adult around towns. Especially one who is your birth mother who gave you up for adoption in a closed case. And your mother specifically doesn't want you hanging out with her. Nope. 
Like, I'm, I, I, I kind of feel like Regina, I got to be honest, should be keeping better like eyes on Henry during this whole thing. Like she should know she should be picking him up from school and taking him home and saying, you stay there. She should have a camera. Or it's like, you're coming to work with me and you're going to work in the office. Like it's just a, he has nowhere else to go because again, now if we think about it, if we think about Regina's spell to the, she didn't, she planned so much stuff, all the infrastructure and how things are going to work. She never planned after school activities for children because why would she, she doesn't have a child. And what, what's the worst possible scenario for parents and parents with children? No after-school activities, but they have to work. Oh, my. That's, that's never finding a happy ending right there. That's a, <laughs> what do you mean there's not a soccer camp that I can drop him off? Is there daycare? There, there absolutely is not. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. But no, you we got to wait until... for Sleeping Beauty to start it. Exactly. <laughs> oh, you have to wait for the curse to get broken and Sleeping Beauty to start a... Uh, but yeah, it's just a, well, what time you have to get off work at five thirty, but the kids get out of school at two thirty. Well, you probably should have thought of that beforehand. <laughs> so we got that going on. So Henry comes up with his operation Cobra that he's like, Oh, well, I know who your dad is. It's this guy. Let's go through the story. It's fine. He lives here. So then Emma gets it in her head that she's going to convince Mary Margaret to do this just to appease the kid, to break his heart. The plan is, hey, just, you read this, it's not going to work, and we're going to show him that it didn't work, and then he's going to cry, and he's going to realize that he's nuts. So, cool. And Mary Margaret agrees to do this. She goes she's, and does she's this. She's totally down. No hesitation or anything. She's How? like, sure. We yada, yada, yada through her bad date with Whale. Um, How bad was this date? Because she was just like... I felt so bad for her and her POV. She's like, I'm alone. No one no one wants to be my roommate. The boys that I date are gross. I'm alone <laughs> with my macaroni and cheese that I have a lot of extra of, apparently. And so she does this, and then Charming wakes up, apparently. <gasps> but, like, off, cam- off camera, she, not POV, and then, like, makes a run for it. So then we have to go look for him. So it's Graham, Emma, Mary Margaret. <coughs> Sorry. And then we get, I've been just picking out words that I find completely out of place that have stopped me fully in my tracks. And one of them was during the uh, charming hunt, the mm-hmm. the David Nolan hunt. And it is, hold on, where is it? I wrote it down. Uh, recon, uh, reconnoiter? 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 Something like that. It's the military observation of an area before <laughs> before doing something. Like, you would do this before you Is made it reconnaissance? Landfall. It's like reconnaissance, but it's R-E-C-O-N-N-O-I-T-E-R. It is a wildly Reconnoiter? Like, is it like a person who person who reconnaissances no it, yeah you reconnaissance it's too she he she it reconnaissanced but it was also like i stared at it for the longest time this tripped me up i had to put the book down for a second because like it was bothering me how it was used in the <laughs> sentence because i'm like it doesn't make sense how it is because you're like oh well we reconnoitered the whatever i'm like we did what okay anyway <laughs> so that was the weird word of this chapter i have another one for the second chapter it's less weird um, but anyway, we find David face down in a creek and I just assume his big thick butt hanging out of, <laughs> of the hospital gown. Of his hospital gown. They they found them cakes first. <laughs> cakes face up. So the the okay, so the the weird part about this whole thing to me is the CPR stuff. 
because I didn't quite it didn't flow. The way Emma's describing what was happening was very confusing mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. Because she was like, oh, Mary Margaret's giving CPR. And then, like, in the same breath is like, they're kissing. I'm like, are you That's a not- ch- Are you child? I don't understand. Yeah, I also kind of wish we'd been in Mary Margaret's POV during that to same. to kind of get a sense of what she was feeling as she, you know, saw him dead and was trying to resuscitate him. Cause that's the value of doing a book like this is getting that POV. And it just feels like at the weirdest moments they turn, the book turns into an observer of the interesting stuff. It's like re it's recounting a lot of things and not giving us insight. Yeah. Because we do get a lot of like Emma noticing that snow is doing stuff, but I'm also getting a lot of, I'm getting that unreliable narrator vibe from Emma where she's like talking about how she thinks Snow is acting and I think she's misreading it because she's just like, oh, well, Snow was visibly upset. Oh, for these, the following reasons. I wish that it was a little bit more unreliable where like, Mm. and then we could switch back and forth and you would see why. Be like, oh, Emma's just not as good at reading people as she thinks she is or definitely can't read this person because she is so far out of her element right now. Um, but yeah, so we bring him back. I think they did this in the show because I think I remember being upset about it, but whale shows up in the EMS. It's like <laughs> the doctor doesn't come with the bus. They take him to the doctor. The EMTs handle it on the scene. But again, Dr. Whale's not a normal doctor. He's not regular doctor. He's a cool doctor, but not cool enough for snow to want to date. <laughs> And then, yes, and then uh, Regina happened to find Catherine, uh, David's wife, and is there. And Snow is like, this is awesome. I'm so happy for you. And it's like her her her, her veneer is, is, is on overdrive. It's like, Rrr. I've never been happier. You're married. Amazing. I, I wasn't in love with you. It's fine. No, it's fine. I got to go throw up about something else. <laughs> And that's that's that story. Why don't we talk about the price of gold? And the price of gold is apparently uh, like just surviving three pages of exposition and then being done. Oh, my God. It, it was it was a lot. There A lot happened and it didn't seem like it, we we had to get to Emma owes gold a favor. That's where we needed to get to. So we did a lot of hand waving, a lot of very problematic conversations that we don't get normal conversations. We just get the weird ones. Yeah. About selling a baby and no one calling this into question. Uh, my weird word for this one was patter because she says that Henry uh, is, is, is talking to her and he does. She, they don't explain what Henry is saying. She's just like, he's just over there. And, and she says patter. She doesn't say pattering. She says patter. So I stopped. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. It turns out patter is rapid, uh, smooth flowing talk like a salesman or a con artist. So she thinks that Henry is really laying it on smooth, apparently being like, oh, he's just trying to get one over on me with all of his talk. No, he's a child who's excited that someone's listening to him. 
Bernard. Yeah, this is, and this isn't even the first time that that Emma's thought Henry was a con artist or like part of a con. So wh- wh- why does that keep coming back? I don't know. I just love the idea of her just being like, I don't know what you're saying, little boy, but it sounds nice. So I'm just going to smile and nod at you. Um, But yeah, and they go and then again, very confusing directions. Um, They go to Granny's, but there's laundry in the back. Because well, it's, it's connected they, to the B&B. I guess, but they don't quite explain that. It's just, no. a, hey, I'm going to serve you meatloaf. Can you talk to the woman using the washing machine right behind here? What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> Who's extremely upset. And an in-distressed 19-year-old pregnant woman sobbing while she folds clothes. And Emma's just like, I talked to her, and I didn't really, like, have any good advice. Like, girl, use bleach, I guess. I don't know. And she's like, anyway, she's pregnant. She got Debbie. I'm like, what? This is all in a paragraph. Yeah. Like, three sentences of, now we're best friends. And Emma then gives, she calls it a speech. She says, I was shocked by my speech. She said, like, three sentences. And the three sentences were, you have a choice. Take this life. It's all we've got. YOLO. And that girl goes, you're right. Because that's what you should do. You should really, like, amp up a a distressed pregnant woman without quite understanding the situation. And so she she leaves. Ashley leaves. She gets her shotgun. She gets her shotgun. Also, we see a, uh, we, we see a red car appearing that, like, we barely mentioned. We mentioned again later, but that's it. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it's fine. And then just Gold just shows up and is just like, hey, I need you to find me a person. And Emma's like, perfect. I'll do that. Absolutely. No questions asked. Amazing. I need you to find my merchandise. The merchandise is a child. Sure. Something okay. belongs to me. You, I'm missing a person. Okay. I just hate that this version of Emma never like calls into question any of this. She's just like, well, 20 bucks is 20 bucks. <laughs> I'll find you this person from this super creepo dude. Um, is this the, it was that the same like thing where like Emma's like, Hey, can I move in? Was that the same thing? Like she was telling snow she wanted to move in and then gold showed up and said, find me a person. I think it's the same scene. uh, I'm not sure if it's the same scene with the moving in. I know at the very least she was visiting with her, but I don't, but I don't, I don't remember that well. Yeah, there's, so there's a couple of weird moments in this chapter I just kind of wanted to point out. One is, again, the hand-waving with, you know, with the, uh, about Ashley's family. Like, Emma asks Ruby, and she's like, she has a horrible stepmother somewhere. I think stepsisters. I don't know. She doesn't talk to them. Henry is in the room, and it says, Henry tugged conspiratorially on Emma's jacket. And nodded up at her when she looked down. She shook her head and gave him a not now kid look. Like, that's all we get for an indication that this is Cinderella. That's it. I can't tell if this was avoiding saying Cinderella. Or I don't know if Cinderella is something you can say or not say. You can. It's public domain. Is it? Is Cinderella? Yeah. Okay. I didn't know if that was one of those weird things that Disney had its teeth in. Because, you know. They, no, they I tend mean, to not say. I don't know. I guess I don't know. I was no, curious. It's a, fa- it's a fairy tale. Rogers and ha- there, there's a musical adaptation. There's a ballet. There's an opera. There's, there's bad Cinderella for Andrew Lloyd Webber. Well, listen, 
we're not going to start. So, <laughs> I, I mean, Broadway isn't on strike yet. That's free game. Fantastic. Uh, so, so, once upon a time, road trip to New York. Okay, so, yeah, but that's the other thing. They don't let Ashley talk a lot. No. Which is such a weird disruption. Like, they're like, the whole thing is Ashley gaining her agency. She never speaks a word. Like, no, you go do that. But then she says some stuff that I didn't listen to. (laughs) Damn it. Another weird note is when Emma calls uh, Sean's dad uh, a pushy, fat, rich man in her mind. She's like, I hate these rich people. It's like, he's like living in a suburb, like. Yeah, (laughs) Emma, Emma, a lot like her mom, kind of a mean girl. There's also a very, a very weird moment. This honest to God feels like just a goof on the part of the writer. Okay. I I don't have any other explanation for it. So there's a moment where Emma and Henry are in the waiting room at the emergency room after Ashley goes into labor. When they find her, she, you know, she had that car accident. And she's having the baby. And, like, Henry tells her, quote, you're the only one. And Emma looks up and says, what do you mean? What'd you say? And he says, you're the only one who can leave Storybrooke. He said, all of us are stuck here. You can go if you want. You know that, right? Like, Henry, so can you. You literally did in the first chapter of, of the book. Yeah, that, that, I also called that out. I wrote it on, like, Henry is also not from here. <laughs> Henry is the only one that's technically from these United States. Like, Emma is, fr- anyway, you're right. What a weird, again, two chapters ago, three chapters ago, something like that. Yeah, Henry literally does this. And also, we've proven that she can't quite. Because she crashes her car on the way out, which yeah. I thought was, anyway, a strange goof, an odd, I, listen, I will say this right now. If this is a real person who really wrote this, it's, it's fine. I'm start, and this is just me in my 2023 lens. I'm starting to get real weird AI vibes from this. <laughs> I mean, this is before generative AI, before it was like... It, Neural thing. networks were still a thing, which is what AI basically is. It's, a, it's lear- machine learning. We could have just been like, we fed this a whole bunch of once upon a timing and just see what it spat out. But it does, it's just, it seems so, I don't know. I haven't put a word to it because it's, I, I know that it was published as an ebook first. Mm-hmm. This is what I've learned about it, is that it was published as an ebook first and then it was like like later actually published. Um, and it does seem, as I, I went through trying not to do spoilers, I know that you can't really do spoilers on this if you've watched the show, but I was reading a couple of the reviews and it's really like, it's either five stars or one star. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just how it lands. It's like, people are like, oh, I love this. This was great. It was great. Something to read. Kind of filled in, like, just hit somebody the right way. And other people are just like, what is this book? What is this book <laughs> and why does it exist? So anyway, that's my piece on that. I mean, right now, like, so far, I'm just feeling like a three. Like, I'm not feeling a love it. I'm not feeling a hate it. It just feels very middling to me. And it's not something that I'm offended at for the, for, you know, the goofiness. And no, just, yeah. It's just, a, it's just a, a book. It's just a book. 
I think, uh, <laughs> I do think, honestly, you and I might be a little too close to the situation as we've done our deep dives <laughs> a number of times on this uh, show itself. So we know a bit too much to be going in this being like, what is this book? <laughs> Why? Like, I think the audience is not supposed to have rewatched this season so many times mm. as we have. And be like, Mm-mm, no, that's not how it was. It's not how it was done. And maybe they had a bigger vocabulary than me and is not, like, befuddled by every $3 word that they find. Um, but anyway, um, we just kind of hand wave. I love that Dr. Whale doesn't seem to sleep. He is resuscitating men from comas. He's delivering babies. He's just always on call. Amazing. Delivers the baby. Gold shows up and is just like, hey, where's the baby? And she's like, that's not how this works. You can't just say that. And he's like, fine. I feel like you could hear the ominous music happening while this scene was going on. Because he's like, fine. I have a second request then. I want a favor. It's like, Emma, no, don't do it. And this, this was a thing that was stupid in the show and is stupid here is the idea that the contract holds any value in this situation because it doesn't. And like Emma does rightfully say the baby is not a piece of merchandise because it's, she's not. But when gold is like, Hey, I'll let her off the hook but no debt goes unpaid. You have to give me something in return. Emma doesn't have to give you shit because your contract holds no value. Honestly, I do wish like the fairy tales in the real world thing would have swung the opposite way where it was a, you know, welcome to the United States, you son of a bitch. Like these are, these are the laws that we have. And while they're not easily enforceable because no one knows this town exists, I am a I am a person who grew up here and these are the laws that I abide. Like you can't bring your weird laws into my turf. That's not how laws work. <laughs> this and is America. Which just Emma giving them a full civics lesson of how, how things work because I'm pretty sure she also cries a foul when the whole like mayor mayoral election starts. She's like, "Wait a minute. What is this?" Because she like asks, she's like, "Why do you guys keep electing her?" And Mary Margaret just like goes blank in the face. Huh? Why do we keep doing that? I don't know. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> well, everybody, that was the latest two episodes of Reawakened: A Once Upon a Time Tale. Thank like you. Like you call them uh, episodes. I thought I said chapters. You Did fully episodes? said episodes. <laughs> Oh, I mean, they're named after episodes. They it's did, true. It, they, it's true. They're designed to confuse me they're, and they're bewilder just, me. Now they're just confusing our canon head events. Awful. Like, we don't know what's happening anymore. I can't, I can't patter all you the time. You can't patter correctly. When yeah. it's designed to confuse and befuddle me. And what was the other word about the, recon, I, like, I'll have, to, I'll have to reconnoiter in the next time to make sure I don't goof up. See, we love it. We it's like a word of the day calendar, but it's like just chapter. Like, it's just go for our words. I'm, we're all expanding here during the writer strike. We're learning bigger words. We're 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 growing our minds and learning every day. 
Thank you, everybody, for joining us for this latest episode of Once Upon a Timing Book Club. We want to thank, of course, our wonderful patrons, especially our Swan Queen patrons. This week's Patreon shout out goes to Lindsay Halleck. Lindsay, thank you so much. If you would like to join our wonderful Patreon family for our book club adventure, you can head to patreon.com slash timing. You can also subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, wherever you get those podcasts. And you can join the Facebook group. That is facebook.com slash group slash OUA timing. So everybody, thank you so much. We're going to be back next week with two more chapters. After this, we may increase to three or more because these ones were surprisingly short. Uh, even though the first two were very long. So uh, we'll keep you posted on that. But for now, stick with chapters five and six. That's going to be The Shepherd and another one. I don't remember the one after that. And the other one. The, uh, oh, uh, The Heart is a Lonely Hunter. No, Graham, no. too soon. I'm not ready. I'm not <laughs> you know? ready. Oh, Abby, I just saw we're going to have hat trick. I'm, I, well, there better not be a whole, I'm about to start getting mad. There better be no yada yadaing. <laughs> She's going to be like, this is Jefferson. He's okay looking. And I'm going to pitch my Kindle across the room. How dare you? <laughs> he's got a hat. It's very silly. It's very silly. Isn't he fun? Anyway, he's going to try to kill Emma. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, everybody, thank you so much for joining us for Book Club. And Abby, we'll see and read you next week. See you next week and read you next week.